Welcome to an encouraging devotional from Grow Closer to God. Today's reading is titled, The Art of Compassionately Bearing Weaknesses. In the book of Romans, specifically in chapter 15 and verse 1, the Apostle Paul delivers a powerful message about bearing the weaknesses of others. He writes, Now we, who are strong, ought to bear the weaknesses of those without strength, and not just please ourselves. This verse serves as a foundation for understanding how we, as followers of Christ, are called to approach the weaknesses of our brothers and neighbors. Before delving into the depths of this command, it's essential to grasp its context. Paul's instruction in chapter 15 is intricately linked to the previous chapter, and it's crucial to view these teachings as a coherent message. In chapter 14, Paul addresses the weakness of an individual's faith to engage in certain activities, such as dietary choices. The weakness that Paul emphasizes pertains to the understanding and application of God's Word. In Romans 15 verse 1, he is not suggesting that every weakness must be shouldered by others in every situation. Instead, he directs our attention to the realm of faith and how it influences our actions. In verse 1, Paul introduces the idea of bearing one another's weaknesses by involving others in the process. He encourages us to approach those who may lack a deep understanding of God's Word with patience and correction. This applies even if they profess to have knowledge of the Word. Romans 15 verse 2 says, Each of us is to please his neighbor for his good, to his edification. In verse 2, Paul distinguishes between two groups, brothers and neighbors. While our brothers and sisters in the faith may also be our neighbors, Paul's guidance advises us to treat them differently. When we encounter a neighbor, someone outside the faith, we must address their weaknesses in a distinct manner. Consider the principle presented in verse 3 which says, For even Christ did not please himself. These words underscores Christ's selfless nature and becomes a guiding light for our interactions. Just as Christ's actions were for the benefit of others, our acts of service should also be aimed at the well-being of the recipient, rather than our own gratification. Jesus Christ stands as the ultimate exemplar of how we should treat everyone. It's not merely about the emotional satisfaction we derive from helping others, although that is certainly a positive aspect. Our motivation should transcend personal feelings. Instead, we should undertake acts of kindness and service for the betterment of those we serve. How do we differentiate between genuine rewards and self-centered emotions? Consider the times when you offer assistance to someone and they fail to express gratitude. If you find yourself feeling upset or slighted, it could be an indicator that your motivation is more focused on personal recognition than on selfless service. Bearing the weaknesses of both believers and non-believers hinges on our attitude. Our attitude should mirror that of Christ. For our brothers and sisters in the faith, if they struggle with understanding biblical truths, it's our responsibility to help them comprehend Scripture, regardless of whether they agree. Similarly, for those who are unfamiliar with the Bible or claim to believe in Jesus, it's our duty to introduce them to the Scriptures and expose them to the transformative power of the Gospel. This endeavor is not for the sake of appearing correct, but rather, it's driven by a desire for their spiritual well-being. As we reflect on Paul's words and the principles he outlines, we can find practical ways to apply this message to our lives. Here are a few suggestions. 1. Cultivate patience. When encountering individuals struggling with faith-related matters, practice patience. Remember that growth takes time. James 1 verse 19 says, 
But everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. 2. Serve selflessly. Engage in acts of service with the intention of benefiting others. Find joy in knowing you've made a positive impact. In Matthew 25 verse 40, Jesus said, The king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it, to me. 3. Extend grace. Whether dealing with believers or non-believers, offer grace and kindness as you share scriptural truths. Ephesians 4 verse 32 reads, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. 4. Prioritize others. Shift the focus from personal recognition to the well-being of those you serve. This shift in mindset fosters a Christ-like attitude. Philippians 2 verses 3-4 says, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves, do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. 5. Stay anchored in the Word. Continuously study the Scriptures so you can effectively share God's truth with others. 2 Timothy 3 verses 16-17 says, all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. In conclusion, Paul's exhortation to bear one another's weaknesses is a call to embody the selfless love of Christ in our interactions with both believers and non-believers. By approaching individuals with patience, extending grace, and prioritizing their well-being, we mirror Christ's example of sacrificial service. As we apply these principles to our lives, we not only foster a Christ-like attitude but also become instruments of transformation in the lives of those we encounter. Thank you so much for joining us today and we hope to see you again. Don't forget to look at the show notes for links to help expand your podcast experience with Grow Closer to God.